0: What is something that happened at a sleepover which you'll never forget my friend got an inappropriate text from his mom that was meant for her boyfriend it specifically said the boyfriend's name in it so i'm certain it wasn't anything weird the look on his face and the graphic detail in the text was the funniest freaking thing i've ever witnessed i couldn't fall asleep because i was laughing for hours it's always fun to get those types of texts from people but never when it's your mom i feel bad for this person We were all around 8 to 10 years old, and it's about 11 p.m. after spending all day with the birthday boy's aunt, his legal guardian. We were watching Wild Wild West when out of nowhere, one of the boys says to my friend's aunt, You have great knockers. She said thank you, and we all continued watching the movie. That kid went on to be a Giga Chad. First time I ever saw spicy content was at a sleepover, and it totally blew my mind. I had no idea that there was a whole world of spicy possibilities beyond like, you know, awkwardly touching my pillow. Hey now, the anime body pillow business is booming. This may have happened to a friend of mine. I was the first one in the group to get a computer in our bedrooms. I became, um, an expert in surfing the internet. Well, one night Chris came over and I showed him LimeWire. To this day, he swears he went to bed, but when I went to sleep, he was watching, and when I woke up, he was watching. With his bloodshot eyes, he left my house, not as a boy, but as a man. A man who probably spanked the monkey on my computer chair, gross. LimeWire, the website where you always downloaded the wrong version of the show you wanted. When I was about 7 years old, my friend and I stayed up pretty late watching TV. We came across some weird infomercial channel that was advertising body paint. All of a sudden, unclothed women pop up on the screen and these men started rubbing green paint all over their bodies. It then cut to an unclothed man that was wrapped in a plastic blanket that had the air sucked out of it. The women threw themselves on top of him and started rubbing their bodies on him. I got so paranoid that my friend's mom would walk in from the next room, but my friend was so intrigued by whatever the hell was that, and she dismissed all my pleas. I still have no idea what the heck we were watching. You were watching Real Hooking Up on HBO. That was the episode about people that like latex. Dude, watching something on late-night HBO was my first experience, too. I just remember it being a hot Asian woman, and I was like, wow! I was around seven years old. I had a rich friend named Kevin who could afford all sorts of cool toys because his dad imported and exported them, along with a bunch of other goods. During one sleepover, he brought over one of these remote control fart boxes. Instead of playing with it, we hatched a master plan to sneak it under my parents' bed and unleash its power when they were going to bed. We waited for hours. Finally, when the clock struck midnight, we let it loose. God damn it, Alan, my mother said. But it wasn't over. We didn't spam it. We waited for them to settle and let it go again and again. Finally we couldn't take it anymore. My parents had us cracking up and my dad, as boisterous with his cologne as he is, realized it wasn't his butt. I used to be best friends with a popular girl at school and our group of friends had sleepovers all the time. One night when we were 12 years old, I woke up all wet and she convinced me that it was really hot and we had just sweated all night. Then I started to think about the plastic cover on her bed and the frequent sheet changes and it all made sense. She had peed the bed and well, Me too. Okay, not a sleepover technically, but more of a trip. My class went to a trip away and the boys slept in one room and the girls in another. Now on one of the last days of this week long trip, one of the boys in my class decided it would be a great idea for all of us to play together at the same time. So a group of 17 boys playing furiously in their sleeping bags was one of the most what the freak am I doing moments in my life. And that is a moment that I'll never forget. Also, at a school ski trip one year, there would be speed playing basically every evening of the week. I still don't know how we came up with this idea that finishing fast was the goal to aim for, or if it was really necessary to show the tissue as proof. But, well, at least we had separate beds this time. In hindsight, the whole thing did feel less awkward than it probably should have. Bro, what? At our school, there was a big bunch of us guys, not exactly all friends, but good friends who had other friends that hung out with them, an extended circle of about 40 mates. One guy, Stuart, was a bit dim, not amazingly so, just slightly lower than average. He wasn't actually my friend, but we'd talk, played football, and walked home together, but never went out of the way to hang out. Anyways, whilst waiting someplace, we were talking and he told me that there was a game that a few guys played, soggy biscuit. The aim was to put a soggy biscuit on a post. After someone calls the start, they'd get their members out and well, you know, the last one to finish had to eat the soggy biscuit. He then asked if I wanted to go and do it. I said no. Many years later, I'm in a pub and there is stew and we start talking and having a few drinks. After a few pints, I asked him if he had any soggy biscuits lately and we had a laugh. He thanked me for not telling others about it and not dropping him as a mate. He then tells me, I loved playing soggy biscuit. Most of the time, I used to lose just so I could eat it. Then he says, I used to kick up a fuss about eating it. Later on, I'd refuse to eat it and the others would hold me down and force the biscuit into my mouth. I asked you to join us because I wanted your soggy biscuit and I still do here's my number. He then shaked my hand and left. I never called him, but I do wonder if anyone of the extended group joined him. Stu had no chill, and I actually got some more information about him. He got married to a girl, had a baby with her, got caught cheating with a man, and she kicked him out. Months later, she had the kid, but he wasn't allowed to see it. She lives in a terraced house, long row of attached houses with no front garden. He drives by the house to try to look into the windows to see the baby, sees it, gets excited, floors his flatbed truck and crashes into three parked cars, gets out and runs off. One of those cars belonged to a mutual friend's brother who sees him running off and calls the cops. He ends up getting banned from driving, but does start to be able to see his kid and they got back together. Okay, I thought the previous story was bad, but again, bro, what? Also, where was the sleepover? When I was seven years old, me and my best friend had heard gunshots outside of his house late one night. It wasn't a completely unusual occurrence, so we didn't think much of it until we went outside the morning after and found his dog had been hit by one of the bullets. Family friends moved to a farm in rural Wisconsin because they thought living on a farm would be fun. The high school kids would drive around the county getting wasted and shooting people's dogs. Because, you know, country folk are normal people. Luckily, their dog only had their leg blown off. When they were finally caught, they had killed over 25 dogs and injured a bunch more. That's some psychopathic stuff right there. You think that's weird? When I was in the 8th grade, a new kid joined in the middle of the year. He was all kinds of awkward. He liked to wear pink shirts and talk about dissecting animals. Someone called him on his apparent BS and found out that he had been catching birds and squirrels to mess with. They straight up told the school on him, so they searched his house and found a crap ton of dead animals, including birds wrapped in duct tape, that were still alive when he did it. I just don't get how messed up people can get. I used to light popsicle sticks on fire and drop them in the tub. Real tough kid I was. Okay, well, I just want to say I hope those country kids got shown the country justice after hurting those dogs. As for that last kid, I'm pretty sure that's how the show Dexter started off. The serial killer, not the laboratory. When I was a kid, my mom had a friend who would always bring her son over to hang out. Anyways, they arranged a sleepover for us that he was especially stoked about. So when it's lights out, he almost immediately starts crying. He kept saying my mom wanted a girl over and over. I'm still not sure what the hell happened. Staying the night at a friend's house with a bunch of our buddies, when we were all in our mid-teens, we're all sleeping on the floor in this large room, fairly spaced apart, almost zero light. The slightly older sister of a friend whose house it was had been flirting with one of the guys all night. And while we were asleep, she snuck into the room. I think I was the only one still awake. From what I could make out in the darkness, she crawled over to the guy she had been flirting with, slid under his blankets and got on top of him and started doing stuff. He had the biggest grin on his face the next morning and would answer, I'm just happy to be here with you guys whenever asked. I was in preschool and was sleeping at a friend's house down the street with my sister. In the middle of the night, I woke up to screaming and glass shattering. So I got out of bed and followed the noise into the lounge room. His parents were screaming at each other and when they saw me, the mother came running over and pushed me into the bedroom and shut the door. Not something I'll forget anytime soon. A friend's mom and her fella started doing the deed when they thought everyone was asleep. I wasn't. His mom thought she was being quiet. She wasn't. And being a 14-year-old boy, I could not help but, you know, do the needful thing. Dude, I was over at my friend's for a sleepover one time when I was like 11, and his parents just started going at it in the bedroom next door. It's like 7 p.m., and they have like six kids, and they're all awake. My friend just looks at me and casually says, Mom, please, and then goes back to playing video games. I actually had a similar moment when I had to apartment sit for my brother one time, and his neighbor was definitely having a good night from what I could hear. She sounded kinda hot too. When I was younger, I spent the night at a friend's house for her birthday. All the other girls were asleep, but I couldn't sleep. I was bored, so I went to the bathroom and started playing with her mom's makeup and hair care products. What's the worst that could happen, right? Well, I got a chunk of my coarse, curly hair stuck in a hairbrush. I could not for the life of me get it out. I was too afraid to go rummaging around in the kitchen for scissors because I didn't want to wake up the other girls. So I tried pulling really hard and ripped out my hair, a full chunk of hair about three inches wide. I pulled it all out, crying silently the whole time, and then spent the rest of the night picking my hair out of the hairbrush with blood rolling down my forehead. It was traumatic. My conclusion? Sleepovers are dangerous. Once I had a friend over and he puked what looked like a gallon of mashed potatoes in my bed and blamed it on my 15 pound dog who was locked up in his kennel. Stupid Brad. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Re-Slayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group The Slayer's Take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear, and make sure you follow The Re-Slayer's Take wherever you get your Podcasts. I was about eight or nine years old at my mate's house watching The Exorcist. My mate's dad thought it would be funny to go outside and lift a window shutter and scream through the window. It was freaking terrifying. I wet the bed at a friend's house one time. The next morning, I told him that I grabbed some lemonade from the fridge in the middle of the night and spilled the whole cup. I was like eight and they didn't have lemonade. Another kid and I got into the same sleeping bag and touched our things together because we thought it would mean that we lost our virginities. The other boys sat in a circle around us, egging us on. It was actually a lot like the last scene of Requiem for a Dream. Damn, I forgot about that movie. And that last scene was pretty crazy new year's eve 99 to 2000 i was about 12. i woke up with a sleeping bag full of pee and my hand in a bowl of water until the end of the year they made fun of me for not being y2k compliant i had a big birthday party sleepover when i was 11 or 12 and invited a bunch of my friends to spend the night my mom made me invite the kid from down the road who was in my grade and never really got noticed he was really small and took a lot of medicine Anyways, he wet the bed that night and was humiliated by everyone there, including me. I saw him on the bus the following week and felt bad about what happened. And we hung out most weekends until the end of high school. He told me that he had a liver transplant in kindergarten and was facing some serious health threats in the future. And last summer his liver failed and he passed away in hospice care at the age of 25. We lost touch after high school, which is what happened with most of my old friends. He messaged me on Facebook this time last year, wanting to catch up. We chatted for a bit and I told him that I would visit him the next time I was in town. He didn't say anything about his failing health and I wish he had. I would have made a special trip back home to see him. It's been a year and I've been thinking about him more than usual lately. I miss him a lot. Man, that was a tough read. I always look back on those awkward friends or classmates that I had in high school and wondered if they had any medical or mental health issues. Not something you think about when you're young. Not particularly eventful or spicy, but when I was in middle school, my friend had a birthday sleepover with about eight or 10 girls. Around 10 p.m., we decided to all sneak out and go TP some boy's house. We go and TP the house. Then we realize we are lost, and we don't know how to get back to her house. So we find the closest main road and just start walking down it. About eight to 10 middle school girls in their PJs. So naturally, a police officer stopped us and asked what we were doing up so late. Must have been a really awesome cop because we make up some stupid story about looking for a lost cat. We all pile into the car and he takes us back to her house. Where we ask him to turn off the lights and let us walk up. This is a true story but you probably won't believe it is. I was staying the night at a friend's house when I was 8 years old. My foster brother was there too. My friend asks if we want to see a cool trick. We say yes. He lays down on the floor, pulls his pants down and lifts his feet up to his face. He's wearing tidy whities but what happens next is so crystal clear in my memory. He farts and a small black spot about the size of a dime begins to darken by his butt. Then it gets darker and a hole appears before my eyes. He burnt a hole through his underwear with his fart. See, I told you you wouldn't believe me. I didn't believe it either. We told him to do it again and he did. This time I watched very closely and after a minute of him getting a fart ready, he lets loose the same quiet fart with a short (laughs) and the fresh pair of briefs began to darken. My foster brother and I are standing by watching this feat with scientific scrutiny. The dime-sized spot goes darker and darker, but it doesn't look wet. There's no flame, though it looked like I was watching something burn in the sun. You know how sunlight makes flames nearly invisible? That's how this fart looked by the light of the bedroom lamp. So then the hole forms and all of this takes place in just four or five seconds. There is a little smoke, though I may have imagined it. The smell is like a fart plus hot, hot rubber. My foster brother and I deliberated and requested a third demonstration. He says he shouldn't because his mom gets mad when he burns holes in his underwear. It's not aliens or ghosts or Bigfoot. It's a young boy with the ability to burn a hole through his cotton underwear with his flatulence and I swear to God that it's true. Another odd thing was that his brother came in an hour earlier and offered us toothpaste. When we declined, he shrugged and ate a third of the tube in one squeeze. I'm sure I already said this a bunch this video, but bro, what? This one time my high school friend jumped from a third floor and fell into a coma. We were having a guys night, getting wasted, everything was normal. My friend and his cousin decided to light up some herb. My phone rang and it was my friend's mom. She wanted to talk to him since his phone was out of battery. He was sitting on the couch and I was heading towards him with my phone in my hand. When he saw me heading for him, he freaked the freak out like he saw some kind of demon or monster or something and ran to the balcony and just jumped. He hit his head on a tree going down and fell into a coma and was out for two years and a bit. He ended up waking up one day like everything was normal, but he ended up dying a few hours later due to organ failure. His parents blame me since they believe I was the one that handed him the stuff and all that and that I was the one to blame for inducing the fear that made him jump. My conscience is clear, but what I had to go through to not be seen as responsible, police, family, his and mine, friends and colleagues was hell. Damn, that's a crazy story, but am I the only person who had a childhood that didn't involve getting wasted? My best friend was a very tomboyish girl, and one time when I was younger, I was sleeping over at her house. This time, two of her attractive female cousins happened to be there for the evening as well. I forgot how it came up, but they started talking about how they had never seen a peepee, and were asking me to show them. Now, I was a very shy kid, and raised by very conservative parents, so this took a little persuading. But after an hour of them asking, we went into her bathroom, shut the door, and I whipped it out. Man, this is definitely one of those dear penthouse stories. When we were about 15, my buddy stole some drinks from his parents and invited me over to drink it with him. When I got there, I had to take a crap and was only gone about 5 minutes and when I came back he had drank almost everything. I called him a butthole and drank what was left, which actually got me a little buzz. We decided to watch a movie and I noticed he wasn't looking good. He then puked all over the floor. His mom was downstairs, and I didn't want to get caught, so I started cleaning it up. But then he just kept puking, like three more piles. I got him to the bathroom, and he looked at me and said, Guess what? I said what, and then he started peeing his pants and laughing like it was the funniest thing in the world. I got him back to his bed, and he barfed again. This was like the fourth or fifth pile. I had only gotten one cleaned up so far and not cleaned up very well, I was kinda wasted. He got out of bed and took his pee-soaked pants and underwear off and was looking for new pants. And that's when I decided I had enough. I wasn't going to deal with the barf and a naked person who was going to do nothing to help the situation. On my way out the door, I told his mom that he wasn't feeling well and left. When I got home, my parents knew that I was wasted and grounded me. His mom blamed everything on me and called my parents to tell them that I got her little angel wasted. Any parents that unironically refer to their kid as a little angel is usually a bad parent from my experience. Slept at a friend's house. Friend had a cat. Woke up with the cat sleeping on my face. I panic. Cat panics because I'm panicking. Cat claws my face. I have hated cats ever since. Screw head sleeping cats. I went to visit my aunt in Cali one year and well I crashed out on the futon. Come to find out said futon was normally the cat's bed. At first I flattened it out to a normal bed, but I kept waking up with this gigantic fat cat sleeping on me or snuggled up so close I couldn't help but wake up. So I think screw this, this time I just leave it on the couch. Had the weirdest dream I couldn't breathe and woke up in a panic to a 19 pound cat sleeping on my damn head. Well, this is just another reason for me not to like cats. That's it for this video. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. It's linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.